if I suddenly disappear, it's because I've gone to the toilet because I have the shit. Yeah, if uh, over here, if you tell somebody that you're not feeling that sharp, it means you feel stupid today. They're basically mentally hilarious, <laughs> as I would like to call it. What are you two doing up here? Oh, where's Mike? Hey. Hello. There he is. Good afternoon from the UK. Good afternoon from Chicago. Mike, Shane says he's not feeling too sharp today. Oh. Well, who else is going to talk about the Dawn of the Dead baby? <laughs> <laughs> We've planned so much. You did? Actually, I have a fucking shitload of notes. Well, there you go. I have fucking nothing. So, there we go. I mean, we're, we're talking four pages here, and that, inclu that includes zero notes for the Evil Dead movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I have no, I have plenty to talk about for the Evil Dead movie, but see, my friend Lee, who I went with on Friday night because we went to the opening night, he was going to come round and join in because I said, "Come round and talk about Evil Dead Rise," and um, unfortunately, a relative of his partner is in hospital, so he can't actually show up. So I'm going to tell everybody and you. Uh, what I thought. Ah, great. I can't wait. Oh, boy, my screen is going fucking crazy. Alright, before I lose this, I better open my laptop. Open uh, laptop. Dis uh, Don't disconnect the USB. Don't disconnect the USB. Uh, okay. Oh, there we go. That was a good one. Did you fart? Oh, oh I my did. god. I did indeed. Mike, if it wasn't for your annoying yawning, I would have a clean, a clean rip of that one. <laughs> Just add me. something in and post. Hey, put it this way. There'll be plenty more where that came from. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike, like I said to Ryan, right, I'm not failing 100% today. And I woke up with the shits. So if I suddenly disappear for no apparent reason, it's because I'm... I'm Emptying my bowels. Okay. But. All right. Let me make sure I got all my windows open here. Yeah, because the smell of my gas is going to travel all the way to Connecticut. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about Microsoft Windows, but uh, I guess I could. I could open my actual windows if it wasn't fucking pouring rain here. Actually, and that would that would be impressive because like it goes west to east, right? <laughs> so it would have to travel like all the way around the world. <clears throat> well, no, that's on the Gulf Stream. Like if he can get it to like Greenland, right? There's a chance that the Gulf Stream could carry it down. There is that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's pissing it down here as well. Fucking What's that mean? It's raining. Oh. <laughs> Pissing it down with I would, 
I would love it if like the weather the weathermen like the forecasters like it's pissing it down. <laughs> Last week we had 80 degree weather on like a Friday and Saturday. Or no, a uh, Thursday and Friday and we got snow on Monday. Oh my god. Well, as <laughs> you say that, I was in town last week and um I was going to the town being London. No, Norwich, you pleb. Um I was in town having some vape supplies and I literally walked out of the shop and I walked around the corner and it started to hail. And it was like 15 degrees. So it was Yeah, I got a freeze warning today. Every day I've been putting on my my uh, cooling and then like every other day is heating. Oh, like actual AC? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just uh, I go on the window method. I just uh, open my window and I don't, see, I don't. I don't like doing absolutely that. wreck my body. I, I don't know. I don't like hearing outside, so I rather just like burn up electricity. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm weird like that. Like at, at nighttime, like I'll just close all the windows and just blare AC. I mean, I do that in the summer because you know. It's hot outside. That's all right for you who have got AC, you know. That's all good and well. Yeah, this is the first place I've had, like, central air. Otherwise, I still don't have that. My last apartment had window units. and uh, I I fucking picked up my window unit and put it in, like you described last week on mm -hmm. Thursday. I was like, I'm not even trying to sleep with this heat. No. The AC's going in. Yeah, the windows are a pain in the ass, though. All right. I got my water. I got my coffee. I've got, I think, two shits so far today. I got a third one building up, but we'll hold off for now. I've got a uh, a zero-sugar uh, green monster. A green monster. Yeah, so, like, okay, like the regular... Is that like green? a Red Sox reference? <laughs> no. <laughs> um so like the regular green monsters they're really good i i've mm-hmm. been drinking them for like 20 years now and uh it's probably decreased my life overall however oh, sure. this there's zero sugar green monsters now that taste in my opinion identical to the to the regular green wow <laughs> so that was a good one Thanks, man. Which, it's probably worse for you. Oh, it's definitely worse for me. But it will make you less fat, right? Hopefully. I also bought a Peloton the other day. Whoa, big money over here. I guess. The thing weighs like 200 fucking pounds. Holy shit. So I'm hoping between the Peloton and the Zero Sugar Monster, you know... I mean, those things are great for like drying your clothes out. Yeah, my my coworker was like, "Man, you're gonna have one expensive coat hanger." <laughs> <laughs> so I believe that I have uh, dusted and cleaned my elliptical machine <laughs> ten times more than I've used it. <laughs> Like, you know, oh, I, I got it. Oh, it's filthy on this thing. I better clean it up, dust it all <laughs> off, clean it all up. And then like, that's it. 
Have How about nice day? All, all three of us should get into really good shape by the end of the year. <laughs> oh, stop making me laugh. My God. Oh, my God, Mike. Oh, Sorry. I would, uh, I would love to do that. Oh, but it's like, it takes work and time. Lots, of, lots and lots of walking. But it'll extend our life. And then we could keep doing episodes forever. That's that's true. And eventually we'll make it to episode 200 by the oh, time man, we're 70. I was planning on giving up on my birthday, for fuck's sake. What are we, what are we at now? What episode? Uh, according to my notes, this is 131. Oh, that's nothing. Speaking of, we should probably start it. Hey. <laughs> Your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. And we are back. All you need is blood. The upcoming HorrorMovies.com podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelow. Joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Fellas, 131 episodes. We finally did it. This is the, this is the big one. This is our last one. <laughs> I just heard a real weird noise and I turned around and realized it was my dog. So I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is that noise? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fellas, how are we doing today? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I feel about the same. Yeah. I am like too old to like go out and stay up late and like drink beers and stuff. I could do like one of those things. Like I could either stay up late. Or go out or drink beers, but I I feel like I can't do all of them together anymore. Man, my buddy, I had one buddy ask me last night. He goes, "Hey, you wanna, you guys wanna go out and do karaoke?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> and I had my other buddy coming over and we played uh, Gang Beasts on uh, Xbox for a while. And I'm like, there there be no no like circumstance and no timeline where I would actually go to a bar. And do karaoke at 35 years old. I'm sorry. Wow. Give it up already, huh? Yeah, fuck that shit. Last night, my buddy and I got burritos. We played video games and watched shit on Reddit until 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. And then I woke up and I watched Babies uh, and and Blood. (laughs) Oh, you did watch that? Oh, my God. Mike, I think we might have watched the same movies. (laughs) Probably. Well, this will be good. Sounds like you had fun. I was supposed to be going to my friend's birthday yesterday, but obviously, because I have a, a nasty case of the green apple splatters, I had to cancel. So I stayed at home and watched a couple of insidious movies that I hadn't seen. In your friend's circle, I'm sure like they do something at the old folks' home, right? They give them like extra pills or something. Did you just fart in anger? <laughs> no. I didn't fart. I just threw my vape on the desk. 
How oh. fucking rude of you. <laughs> Mike, they play bingo, please. <laughs> Your vape is just a candle. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Are> you. <laughs> he's got he's got a piece of wood. He's got a rug. He's got to rub his hands. <laughs> get it spinning. He's got to start a fire every time. <laughs> Fucking shit I put up with from you guys. <laughs> oh my god. A <laughs> candle. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you all. Well, it's good to have you back, Mike. We, uh, <laughs> we, we missed you on the last episode. Yeah, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so busy, man. It's unbelievable. Oh, God. Yeah, buying Pelotons and turning on your air conditioners. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, just living the life. <laughs> living the life <laughs> of a man on his way to being middle-aged. Oh, don't tell me that. Ha! <laughs> what are you doing? What the? I know you're doing something. I hear it. These fucking animals are conspiring against me. Go, go downstairs, buddy. Uh, I gotta go look and see what that noise is. Somebody's <laughs> doing something. <laughs> Fuck. What are you doing? I think my favorite part about all these is hearing Ryan yell at animals in the yeah, background. Kind of fun. <laughs> oh my god. Do not touch this. I'm gonna fart to my laptop. Hold on. Uh, go, go away! Did you hear that? I did. What the fuck? <laughs> that fucking dog. <laughs> she was one eating the cat tower, and two, she had my shoe. She pulled out of the closet and was about to destroy it. I farted into my uh, laptop. Into your laptop? Yeah. <laughs> like the air intake? <laughs> yeah, just in front of it. Yeah, he did a little shame. Pre- little present for me to you. All those years ago when I farted into the laptop mic and then I had to sit on the floor because the mic was fucked. I was that, was so, that was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was so wet. That <laughs> was... was... <laughs> I was virtually... Licking the fucking laptop, laptop mic, because my mic Wait, was what? To sit on. Oh, what the fuck, <laughs> Shane? <laughs> <laughs> I was like li- literally giving that. Uh, How's that go again? Uh, <laughs> Ryan, can you make that like a soundbite? <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, but yes. <laughs> Do you want me to do a better, longer one? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, now that we've gotten that out of the way... You know what you could um, do? You could splice that onto the end of, the, of Val's news bit. So you've got... I don't think Val would be comfortable with that. No, That'd be quite funny, maybe, maybe we'll just we'll we'll pair it up with her turkey call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
She does. She's been doing that a lot more lately. <laughs> <laughs> like more so than usual. When she did that, to me, it came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck was that? To me, it was just a normal, <laughs> normal interaction with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast where we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. Oh god, my screen just went black. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, don't worry. That's why I have the laptop open. In case this thing actually is. Your PC became self-aware because it was like, oh, fuck this shit. They're recording another <laughs> He's like, I'm done. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Act- actually giving up. All right, fellas. So other than farting and shitting and whatever you else we talked about, have you what have you been getting? Why? <laughs> this is a fucking mess. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, you gotta- hey, what have you been getting into recently? Me, <laughs> um, just recently I've been binge watching a lot of TV shows on Netflix, and not all of them have been good. <laughs> um, Friday, I went to the cinema to go and see Evil Dead Rise. Um, saw a couple of interesting trailers. Um, I have been purchasing. CDs from online. Um, bought a couple of Blu-rays too. Um, what did I buy? No, not bad. Um, I can't even remember what I bought. Um, I bought a vinyl player. Hey, um, what kind? Well, it's one of those suit- little suitcase ones. One oh, no, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that, man. Oh, shut up, Mike. Um, but I'm getting, a new, I'm getting a new stereo soon as well, so I'm going to get another vinyl player to go on top of that so I can play okay. all my 180-gram vinyl. Finally. Um, Bob, yeah, really... the suitcase players, though, they can destroy your records, just letting you know. Okay. Really? Yeah, because the needles on them are so fucking cheap that it can, like, destroy your records over time like right okay well i christened it with um my john carpenter's christine score um which i have on blue vinyl so i i sample i did that and it sounded really good because it's got the inbuilt speakers but i'm thinking i might connect it up to a big motherfucking stereo so it sounds a lot better and louder and adjust the sound quality of it, which would be quite cool. Um, I did actually get some vinyl this week. I picked up, um, as you know, I'm a fan of Pearl Jam, and I got off Amazon, oddly enough, um, the 2020 Record Store Day exclusive of Pearl Jam's Alive on black etched vinyl. Um, 
and I've not opened it because it's it looks fucking beautiful, really. So you've got the four tracks on one side and you've got the stick man figure on, on the other side etched. And um, I paid £18.99 for it. And I've seen it online going for like 60 or £70. And I thought, I fucking lucked out with that. Um, I, bought, uh, I bought another vinyl. Um, actually, the other day, this is quite funny. I ordered a couple of CDs online off Amazon and they were specified as CDs and they cost me £16 altogether, which I thought, you know, that's all really good. And I got a delivery yesterday of a vinyl of the CD that I ordered. Got him. So I have a vinyl, um, but no CD. Mm. Um, so the other CD is supposed to arrive tomorrow and I will laugh my fucking ass off if I get it on vinyl. So I'll be like, okay, well, these are rather large CDs that I picked up. Um, I'm also waiting for a couple of CDs to arrive from Germany. Um, German CDs. Well, see, I like a band called VNV Nation and, um, the kind of like electronic industrial dance music. Um, for want of a better word, they call themselves future pop. And their albums in the UK are really fucking expensive to buy. I mean, I looked at one of them, they wanted £35 for one CD. Um, and I managed to find them for £14 each via this German website. So I'm waiting for those to arrive. Um, what else am I waiting for? My cells to die. Um, My cells to die. <laughs> uh, hopefully be dead by my 49th birthday, if not before. Because um, that's in three months. And uh, God. Uh, yeah. And um, obviously catching up with a few friends and just generally being a miserable gothic bastard sounds like fun how about you mike what have you been getting into recently uh a lot of shit i started my sci-fi sleeve tattoo mm -hmm. um looks awesome by the way thank you so far i've got a uh, xenomorph the moon from a trip to the moon i've got tom servo and the MST3K Moon. Um, and I have a lot more to go. I think she's putting Predator in there. And the one thing I asked is that she put in uh, the little chest burster from uh, Spaceballs. So that's going. Um, I spent way too much money on records yesterday because uh, it was record store day. And I saw your post. Yeah, I, I spent way more than I, I wanted to. Val and I went to this one place called Groove and High uh, Incorporated. It's a record store on Belmont in Chicago. And we went in there and I found one uh, album that I wanted. It was uh, Fate, The Best of Death. 
And I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good with this one. Like, I'm glad I don't have to spend a lot of money today. I'm like, let's just fucking call it now. Um, we took a walk down to Reckless Records, which is further down on Belmont. And there's like a line that was like two blocks long, which I've never seen before on a record store day. Um, and when we went to Groovin High, the guy kept getting calls, like the owner, and he kept saying, no, it's gone. No, it's gone. No, it's gone. And I asked them, like, what is the big, like, draw here? What are these people waiting for? And I guess Taylor Swift came out with an album. And, like, that's what everybody was fucking jonesing for. Oh, yes. So, yeah, so that means I all my albums were pretty okay. <laughs> or were, like, safe. Um, they weren't there for the death? No. I only found one death album at that location. And then when we were leaving, we're... Uh, we drove past this one store called Bucket of Blood Records. And it's something I always heard about, but I never went in. And Bell's like, why don't we like do a Yui and fucking go check it out? I'm like, all right. So we go in there, and that was the biggest mistake. Because I found every other album that I wanted for record store day, plus three extras. And I was and I had to stop myself. Because wow. I was pushing really expensive. And I, I didn't really want to do that. Um, I also, so I picked up uh, uh, Void Ceremony, Undeath, Shadows Fall, came out with uh, their vinyl before within. Wow, Shadows Fall is still around. Holy well, shit. Well, this is a, a re release from The War oh, Within, okay. which came out in 2005, which is fucking awesome to have on vinyl. Um, a death metal band called Extremity. I picked up Candle Masses, Ancient Dreams, which is one of my favorite albums ever. Fucking Candle uh, Mass, Jesus. Yeah, man, I, I fucking, they reissued their first, like, four albums recently, oh, wow. and this is the only one I actually have. Um, I picked up a Kitty record, Hypocrisy, I was like, fuck it. So I, that, that was my, um, my day yesterday. Um, I found a cat near Val's dumpster, I don't know if I said oh, anything. My God. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I was leaving Val's house, like, two months ago, and, uh... I heard this meowing by a dumpster and I like look over and I see this little, little dude's eyes looking at me and I'm like, come here. And he came over to me. He's rubbing up on me and shit. And I'm like, you are so nice. His balls mm. are massive, <laughs> <laughs> massive. I'm talking like, man, they're just, they're just big. So I'm like, okay, well this guy obviously belongs to somebody so friendly. I take him belongs to, to somebody. <laughs> I, Look I at go the size of him. his balls. He's got to belong to somebody. <laughs> He's so friendly. <laughs> so I, I took him to the vet and they scanned him for a chip and he doesn't have one. He had no collar. He had scratches and scabs all over him. Oh. Biggest balls I've ever seen on a cat. I'm like, there's no way he belonged to somebody. And the vets said he was about a year old. So I, I took him and he's mine now. And he's kind of an nice. asshole. And his name is Tommy, and I named him after Tommy the Cat by Primus. And uh, he's been my buddy. He, he He's kind of frisky. He likes to hump a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to want to get rid of those balls. Oh, no, they're they're gone. He, he got oh, rid of okay. them uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. He likes to hump ago. a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, <laughs> even the vet looked at him, sort of laughed. He's like, we got to get rid of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Before before they got rid of him, though, man, he was just every time I laid down in my bed, 
he would try to hump my arm and mount me. (laughs) (laughs) It was constant. Like I would have friends come over and he'd try to hump them too. Now he just tries to mount my legs through my blanket. Yeah. Like he's still got some testosterone left in him. But I bought this thing for the, um, for the wall. It's called fell away. And it's supposed to release like a pheromone that's calming the cats. And when I bought that, he stops like, the humping my arm, he stopped peeing on things because of his territory issues. And yeah. So it's working out pretty well. So yeah, I got a, got a lot of shit going on, but I got a new buddy to keep me uh keep me company. So that's all nice. Awesome. Dumpster cat, that's the best cat. Yep. Well, that's cool. I want to get another cat. You should. I know I should. I should just get one and not tell Elisa and be like, well, we've always had that cat. <laughs> I want to get another cat for him because he's, he's so up my ass. All he wants to do is play. So I want to get him another one. Yeah. Yeah. Ziggy's, Ziggy has got this thing at the moment where he's discovered the smell of patchouli oil. And I've got a bottle that's wrapped up in a paper bag on my computer desk. So I bought it because patchouli oil, I love the scent of it. And um, Ziggy has discovered he loves the scent of it too. So every time I'm on the PC desk, he jumps onto the PC desk and sniffs out this bottle and starts rubbing it all, rubbing his face all over it. And he just lays there and completely flops out. And it's just like hearing him purr because he's so enamored by the smell of patchouli. It's actually quite funny and quite sweet <laughs> at, the time, at the same time, but also quite annoying because he does it when I'm trying to type something. And um, it's actually quite hilarious. <laughs> but he's gone off into the bedroom now. He's sound asleep, thankfully. Bless him. That little shit. But yeah. Oh, so that's cool. Uh, let's see. I have been, <clears throat> I don't know, doing a bunch of stuff. Um, last weekend, I, I watched both Top Gun movies. Oh. And uh, so I was never a big fan of the first one. Like, I had seen it, and I know people are, like, obsessed with it, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't know, it's it's fine, there's better 80s movies, better Tom Cruise movies. It shit. Um, so I was like, alright, whatever, I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, it still isn't very good. And then uh, I watched the second one, and it is about 500 times better than the original. I was, like, shocked at how good it was. I'm like, oh my god, this movie shouldn't be this good. Um, but yeah, I thought the, uh, the new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick was awesome. Um, I heard good things about it. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. And they've got a lot of like good 80s stuff put into it. There's like some montages and a bunch of cool stuff. There's way better action and actual plot and character development and stuff, you know, like a movie. So, um, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Uh, I also, let's see, uh, last week, I well, I don't know if it was last week, over the course of a while, I had been wanting to play the Doom Eternal DLCs, but uh, I went back and tried to play them, and I was not good enough at the game to play them. So I had to go back and replay the game to bring my skill level up to the place where I could actually play the DLCs. And then in playing through them, I'm like, oh my god, these are so fucking hard. Busted my balls, struggled all the way through them, dying a ton, made it, beat them. And then, like, at the end, I was like, oh, but I missed, like, some of the collectibles or whatever that are in the levels. 
And I'm like, all right, I'll try to get a couple of these uh, since I know where they were, and I'll I'll go see if I can do it. And I fucking plowed through them like there was no problem at all. And I'm like, oh, I actually got good at it. <laughs> like, the, I, I just love that game. It's one of those games where you stop thinking about what you're doing, and you're just reacting to the things on the screen. And, like, the only thing I could compare it to is, like, Guitar Hero, where you, you're not, like... You don't, you're not actively thinking about what's going on. It's just the things come down the screen and you react to them and that's it. And you're just moving from one to the other and you're getting ahead of yourself. Like, I don't know. I love it. I love Doom Eternal. Such a great game. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, I picked up some music, boys. What? I uh, I got myself a cassette of Metallica's new 72 seasons. Oh, is it shit? So here's the thing. I have two problems with it. One, I have bought, uh, a, like, every modern cassette that I've gotten, like a new cassette, it always comes with a download code for the album, so you could get, like, MP3s or whatever. This one did not. I own another two other Metallica cassettes that I got, and they both came with the download codes for the albums. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now I got to actually, if I want to listen to this, like, on my phone or whatever, I have to go get it again? So that pissed me off. Um, the album itself, I like it better than the previous one, Hardwired. Um, it is very reminiscent of the Black album. Like, things are slower and heavier. Um, there's there's not a great emphasis on, like, speed or anything like that. Like, um, uh, what was their previous one? Uh, Death Magnetic was, like, a faster album. This one is definitely more like the Black Album than other ones, so take that for what it's worth. If you like the Black Album, you'll probably enjoy it. If you don't like the Black Album, you probably won't. The songs are just so long. Yeah, yeah, they're long. They're longer than their last album songs, too. Some I like, of them, anyway. I like There's... Hardwired specifically Spit Out the Bone. But when I listen to Spit Out the Bone is great, yeah. There wasn't any songs on there, but maybe I should listen to it again. Yeah, I I liked it. Uh, I only listened to it the one time, so I'll uh, I'm gonna go back and listen to it again and see if uh, if it fa- if it rises any higher in my um, my Metallica rankings. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it's <laughs> it's far from the worst. Let's just say that. Yeah, personally, I'll give it a miss, but that's just me. Yeah, I can see that, Shane. So, I mean, I don't know. That's about it for me. I haven't really been doing much other than going out yesterday to see Evil Dead and uh, going drinking before. Oh my and then God. coming home and being exhausted. I think for me, when it comes to Metallica, they had that day. If you know what I mean. Personally, the last thing I listened to and liked by Metallica was um, Sad But True off the Black Album. Everything else on it, I didn't really rate. Um, before that, it was the 598 EP, the Garage Days Revisited. Mm-hmm. That was a good EP, because I remember when that came out in 1987. So, for me, everything that Metallica have done since then just hasn't been that good. Val's <laughs> dad believes that uh, Metallica killed Cliff Burton. They, th- they think that the... the- on purpose, or just because they made him sleep in that spot on the bus? No, on purpose, because Cliff Burton was so anti-mainstream. like mainstream. So right after Cliff Burton died, then Metallica started you know, making music videos. 
started to get a little more mainstream. So he thinks that they killed him. They planned they killed him off. Why wouldn't they just kick him out of the band like they did Dave Mustaine? Yeah. So it's funny because Val brought this up to one of her coworkers, and he's like, "That's crazy because I've been saying that for years." <laughs> so there is like a following to this way of thinking. Yeah, actually, I will say um, I do own a Metallica twelve-inch single, and that was because I bought it from somebody with the sole purpose of giving it to someone as a gift last year for Christmas. And it turns out they already had it, so I'm stuck with What's a copy. Thing? It's the um, stuck with a copy of one. Oh, the, 19, the 1989 demo version with "Creeping Death" and "For Whom the Bell Tolls." Oh, live. wait, wait, wait! It, it, Shane, is that the one that has the "Creeping Death" cover on the vinyl? It's it's got the um, it's like a big stone path leading up to this thing. Because that's, like, one of my favorite, like, Metallica cover images. Right. The sleeve is black on black, Metallica. There's a collector's gatefold sleeve with a day on the road of Metallica, which is what I'm looking at. It's a four-page booklet. Um, vinyl itself comes in a black sleeve. With a black label, no, there's got nothing on there. But it's the um, it's the demo version of one, and it has "For Whom the Bell Tolls" and "Creeping Death" live on the B side. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, as I say, that "Creeping Death" single is like I fucking love that image. It's so cool looking with like the skull. It's sort of like a it's not really a skull in the background, but it's like a cutout of a mountains that shape a skull. Right. It's bad. Yeah, that's really fucking cool. I my one I only have I have one as a CD and I just remember there's like a skull on the front of it. Yeah, this one it's the obviously it's the collector's edition gatefold sleeve. Um and I bought it for somebody for Christmas, but it turns out they already have it. I also bought um Pantera uh, Planet Caravan 12 inch purple vinyl. Oh, that's cool for the same person but turns out they already had it as well so are you guys gonna go see death clock and baby metal no i do not have tickets to that no no my uh i we got tickets and uh i'm very fucking excited to see death clock again baby metal baby metal announced three uk shows last week and they've all sold out yeah baby metal uh is very entertaining live huh yeah, we're gonna have to watch that. No, I'm, I'm. I have my tickets for the Metallica tour in New York, where one show is Pantera and the other show is ugh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, um, Pantera, <laughs> as in Phil Anselmo and Friends. Yes, Phil Anselmo and Friends. But uh, I'm looking forward to that because I won't have any other opportunity to see any Pantera-like show. So, oh, know. I'll tell you what I did pick up the other day, actually. I managed to get myself a copy of Typo Negative After Dark on Blue on DVD. Um, and I bought this on VHS 25 years ago. Um, cause obviously, I bought it when it came out. So it's 20, yeah, it was 25 years ago. And... Um, 
I've been searching for it on DVD for fucking ages and ages and ages, and I just could not find it cheap enough. And I managed to find a copy of it on eBay for £15.99. And I got it home. It arrived. I put it on, and I discovered, because it's got an audio track on it, so it's like the commentary, and the commentary is really funny. But um, I could not turn the audio track off. I couldn't turn the commentary track off. So I'm sad. Right, it's really bizarre because every time you go onto the main menu and you click on like a specific item, you can't tell because it doesn't really highlight it. So I'm sitting there and I'm turning off. I've managed to turn off the commentary track. And it still came out with a commentary. And I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. What's going on? And I looked on my Blu-ray player um, remote. And there was a thing on there called, there's a thing on there called audio. Yep. So I clicked on it. And it turned off the commentary track. But then it made the actual audio track fucking five times louder. And I was like, holy fucking shit. You know, no wonder my neighbors are complaining, would be complaining about my music and stuff like that so i managed to volume it down but the dvd itself is actually really really funny because it's got it's got the original content from after dark and it's got the music videos on there from october rust bloody kisses and it's also got everything dies on it as an added bonus there's two bonus tracks on it which you can get on the least worst of type of negative anyway um so that's like their cover of Black Sabbath and a track called Stay Out of My Dreams. And then there's just the fucking, oh man, if you've ever seen the DVD of After Dark, it just shows you how twisted and warped type of negative actually are and the whole sense of humour. Because it's very dry, very dark, which is very much me, because I have a very dry, dark sense of humour. Um... But it also reminds me because they went on tour with Pantera back in the 90s. So there's a lot of footage of them on tour with Pantera and how they managed to get banned from a venue in Florida because Typo Negative, basically during, um, during Pantera's performance, they went on stage and took the, um, the rider table put it on the middle of put it in the middle of the stage all the contents of the food and stuff on it all paper plates boxes of toilet roll and they started pelting the audience and the band with food and fucking toilet paper and by the end of the video the toilet paper uh, the stage itself is covered but in nothing but toilet paper and basically it's just fucking carnage and all the seats got ripped up in the audience as well um and you've got pete Steele walking around with a broom on stage sweeping up everything and attacking phil anselmo with a broom which was actually pretty funny <laughs> but there's another nuts. yeah there's another dvd i want to get called symphony symphony of the damned or simply no symphony of the devil which is a live performance of typo negative, which much with much more of the same sort of stuff as in as after dark. So you've got live footage interspersed with backstage footage, which is even funnier than the stuff on after dark. 
And so if anyone can get me a copy of Symphony of the Damned on DVD by Typo Negative, let me know and I will reimburse you accordingly. I'm going to look into that, Shane. Thank you, because it's fucking, it's really expensive on UK websites. Oh, well, then no, I'm not doing it. Well, fuck you then. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so I did not prepare, I did not speak. Uh, I did not prepare an actual news segment, but I do have some things that I did want to talk about. News. <laughs> so, uh, I saw they released a teaser trailer for Kong X Godzilla. Um, what the fuck's the subtitle? The New Empire or something. Mm-hmm. And it's another uh, Godzilla versus King Kong movie. Um, and it's it's like a dumb little teaser. They don't really show anything other than a big monkey in the shadows, like sitting on a throne. And then there's like a Godzilla skull and a Kong skull opposite each other. So I don't know anything about this. I don't know if it's supposed to be in the future. I do know the cops are coming. If someone's dead. Hey. Okay, they're gone now. Right. Got him. So, but uh, the teaser trailer, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the big monkey is supposed to be Kong. It looks like an orangutan to me. Like, it's all orange and lanky. So, maybe it's another big monkey. I don't know. Uh, are, you guys excited f- are you excited for another Kong Godzilla movie? No. I haven't seen, like, the last two, but I'm like, I'm all for, <laughs> I'm all for these did, type of movies, you know? You didn't watch King Kong vs. Godzilla? No. I watched it, and I thought it was a bit shit. Yeah, it was a bit shit. You're right. It reminded me of um, uh, what was that other film? Oh, yeah, it reminded me of Kong. Um, well, it was a sequel to Kong, Shane. Well, no, no, hang on. Sorry, no, I got it confused. Right, because I saw the Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yep. And it reminded me of another film that had exactly the same fucking story and plot. Uh, was that King Kong versus Godzilla from the 1960s? No. It was a oh. recent movie that I'd seen. And it was the same format. But it was just like Kong versus Godzilla. I know what I'm talking about in my mind. I have yeah, it in my yeah. mind. I just can't remember the name of the fucking movie that I saw. But it was like the story was exactly the same, but with different creatures. Different creatures, gotcha. Yeah. Don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, the last one was not great. But I don't know. Maybe they gotta like get rid of the humans. Like that's that's not working for them. None of the, none of the human stories ever work in those. You just gotta like cut them out. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch the last couple. I haven't even seen Kong Skull Island. Done. That one was good. I like that one. Hey, I'll check it out. No, just don't. It wasn't even worth it. No, it was good. Oh, but yeah, so that, another one's coming. I'll watch it, uh, especially because the last one, I think it came out during COVID and it went right to HBO. And I was like, oh, f- awesome. I could just fucking sit here and watch this and not have to go to the movies. Perfect. So, I like that. Hopefully, they'll do the same. 
Uh, in other news, fellas, there is a Faces of Death remake coming out. Oh, God, I heard about that. And they cast Charlie XCX. And I don't know if that is a person I'm supposed to be aware of, but I don't know if that is. on a lot of sites. I don't she's know what that is. Is that she's a singer? A singer. Okay. Yeah, she does like electronic pop and stuff like that. And it's a bit avant garde, kind of left field, kind of weird stuff. I'm not Great. a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> See, they can't. I mean, Face of Death, a remake, does not make sense. Because no. they're going to, I don't know, I have a feeling they're going to try to, like, a CGI the whole fucking thing. Like, the original, the only actual, like, animal killings were, like, the cows in the slaughterhouse type shit. And, like, the, even the monkey was, wasn't even real. The, like, yeah. edit, you know. But, like, I just feel like this is just going to be pointless. I think it's going to I'll I'll tell you what, I never liked any of the Faces of Death movies. Um, I don't, I just think they're stupid. I don't think they're good. And I don't care for a remake. And I I know it's going to be tame and fucking awful and look like CGI shit. You're right. So, hard pass for me. That's all right. I've not even seen the original Faces of Death, so I'll probably give it a pass anyway. That's not worth watching. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's not great. And, yeah. uh, what else did I have? I had something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, um, a trailer came out for The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I need to which, watch that trailer, because obviously it's, it's Dracula. It, yeah, it looks good. If you remember the Dracula story, Dracula takes a boat over, you know, from Transylvania to go to the UK, and uh, the boat is the Demeter, and um, this looks good. It's got a good cast. It's got uh, Liam Cunningham is the captain of the ship, who is an excellent choice. Uh, he's that guy from Game of Thrones with, uh, what's this, he's missing some fingers, I think. Yeah, he was also in um, Dog Soldiers. Right, Dog Soldiers, yep. And it's directed by Andre, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. There's a, it's a line through an O. Oh, God. I don't know how to say that, but he's the guy that directed Troll Hunter and the Autopsy of Jane Doe. So, Norwegian. Yeah, something. Yeah, and I love love the Autopsy (laughs) of Jane Doe. I think it was a cracking film. Yeah, I like it was a director, so I'm in for this. The trailer looks real good, too. I think it's yeah, Val and I saw that trailer to uh, when we went to go see Renfield. And uh, oh, you saw Renfield? Fuck. So she that. saw Renfield. I fell asleep, oh. and then she got mad at me for good oh, reason. Surprised, Mike. I mean, come on. Wait, what? You have to see, go to the cinema and then fall asleep. He he stays up all night eating burritos and and <laughs> playing Reddit or whatever he's doing. When it comes to like movies, I fall asleep extremely easily. Um, but that day I got off work. I did a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. I got off work. Val and I immediately went back to the city to go get pizza. And then, yeah, then we went to go see Renfield. I did not stand a chance. <laughs> I, you're, full, you're full of pizza. I got through the trailers and about five, <laughs> five minutes of the movie. 
And uh, yeah, one of the trailers was the Demeter, and I looked at her. I'm like, we are fucking saying that. That looks so good. Yeah, I'm gonna try to keep my hopes down, you know, my hype down and shit for because. But that trailer was really well done. Yeah. See, I want to see, I want to see that, and I want to see Renfield um, because I've not had the chance to see Renfield yet. I wasn't meant to go last weekend with a couple of buddies, but one of they both pulled out at the last minute. Um, for really the... did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I ended up not going, but um, obviously Val said she liked it. So yeah. So I keep, all I keep hearing about Rainfield is that it's really good. It's really funny. It's gory, but the last act lets it down. Wow. That's what I, I keep tell. hearing. I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it just because you know Nicolas Cage. So. Just for that alone, I'm sold. But that's for another time. Um, yes. Let's get into our main topic here, fellas. And by main topic, I mean I'm going to make everyone listen to fetus horror discussion before we talk about uh, Evil Dead. Oh, you fucking ass. <laughs> that's how you reel them in. That's yeah. just good, you know, that's just good business right there. That's how you fucking reel them in, bastards. Oh, for fuck's sake. You got to play the game, man. And I, Mike, I got to say, I was so excited to do a fetus horror episode. Yeah, me too. Like, just the the idea, like, we haven't done one of these in a while, where we pick a random fucking topic and be like, yeah, let's just focus on movies that are about this. Right, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let you guys rant on about fetus horror. I'm going to... Well, listen, you may have seen some of these, Shane. You don't I'm... know. I might have done, but while you're talking about that, I'm actually going to eat some pizza. Oh, fuck. That sounds good. Are you taking a break? <laughs> no, I'm just going to let you chat, and I'll just mumble in every now and again. You know, I'm going to make a cup of tea as well while I'm at it, so I'll let you talk. Shane, talk we're about. not paying you to eat pizza. Yeah. What this fucking is coming out of your you <laughs> Fucking technology. <laughs> You're eating like English London pizza too. I... London pizza. Would you get that under the London Bridge? <laughs> it's all just scotch, eggs, and fish and chips. <laughs> it's not even pizza. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a picture uh, of Big Ben in the middle. Yeah. Every pizza is served with a Big Ben on it. <laughs> Instead of a little table thing they put in the middle of the right. pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Papa John's table or whatever. Praise the queen. <laughs> oh, the, it, the king. Right. They had, now that's the big problem. They had to change all the pizza molds to be in the shape of the king's face now. Well, I ordered a 15-inch meat face last night. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I certainly fucking did. <laughs> it was a oh, half and shame. half, half a barbecue base, and the other half was like um garlic aioli. You fucking walked right into that chain. <laughs> you dove into it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> All right. Fetus horror, Mike. Yeah. Well, I watched three fetus horrors, and I still had like another five movies I could have gone through. <laughs> I yeah, I like it's more looked two, into it. But I could have watched more. Uh, all right. Um, let me start on one then here. So the first one that I watched, 1981, a British horror movie, Shane, uh, is uh Inseminoid, also known as Horror Planet. 
So uh, this one, directed by Norman J. Warren, who also directed uh, The Alien Prey, which is a real fucking weird movie, um, Bloody New Year, and Satan's Slave. It stars Judy Geeson, uh, who is in one of my favorites, Ten Rillington Place. Um, she was also in Fear in the Night and apparently was in Lords of Salem. I don't know if she played one of the witches or not. I'm not sure. But she's in that as well. So, uh, basic plot. It's an alien ripoff. Uh, on a distant planet, explorers and scientists are investigating the planet itself. And a uh, a woman is sort of caught out in the atmosphere and is attacked by an alien creature. And she has some weird nightmares about, like, uh, uh, one of the scientists that's on the crew sedating her. And the alien creature filling her uh, <laughs> lady parts with alien goo and balls that get sent down a clear tube. And uh, so she sort of wakes up in the sick bay, and turns out now she's possessed by, or the aliens controlling her. I don't really know, but she starts like killing her crew members. And um, the only part that's kind of difficult because it's a real low budget movie. So like when they go outside of the airlock, you know they're out on the alien planet, and the alien planet is mostly caves, and inside the airlock is also caves. So you're like, well, I don't know, is this supposed to be outside the complex or inside the complex? Because they they're the same hallway. They just, you have to rely on them telling you, oh no, there's no atmosphere in there, to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's where they are now. Um, it's, there's like some parts in the movie that are like, you you just start laughing so hard. There's one, she she gets like superpowers almost too. So she's like really strong and can like fight off all the crew. And there's one part where this guy, she's, like, attacking one of the crew members, and, like, one of the guys comes in to try to stop her, and, like, pulls her off the crew member, and he just winds back and delivers a haymaker right to her face, just, wow! <laughs> and, I mean, she doesn't even flinch. It was so fucking funny. I laughed. Oh, my God. Um... So, <laughs> I don't know what kind of pregnancy gives you superpowers, but this lady has it. And she's killing off some of the crew, and she's got other plans that she's working on. She's blowing up part of the base. It's not really, I don't know, it doesn't really explain what her whole plan is. Um, eventually, she does give birth, and it's like four hours of this woman screaming just at the top of her lungs. I'm not even going to try to replicate it, but it is obnoxious to listen to. But, uh, it's, <laughs> it looks genuinely painful. And she, uh, pops out, turns out it's twins. Yay. And there's some weird alien babies, and the woman is dead, but then she's not dead, and she comes back, and the alien babies are doing bad stuff, and eventually, um, another crew comes to like investigate what's going on, obviously, because they haven't heard from this original crew in a while. And it sort of leaves it open for a sequel um, where the, uh, the babies and maybe the mom are still alive. We're not too sure. What's weird is though, they never show the original alien again. Like after the jizzing scene, there's like nothing after that. You don't see that alien again. So, I mean, in terms of fetus horror, I, I don't know if it's the fetuses that are giving her the superpowers, and then, like, you know, she gets rid of them, and then, I, I don't know, she kind of comes back from the dead. It's a really weird movie. But uh, in terms of alien ripoffs, 
I thought it was okay. Like, I liked some of those really shitty alien ripoffs, like uh, Creature, or uh, what's it called? Titan? Titan something? Yeah. And um, there's a few other ones that I like. Dark Side of the Moon. Any of those space movies, or, or the Galaxy of Terror, or any of that shit is great. It's probably not as good as that. It's entertaining. There's some blood. Um, some of the gore is surprising. Like, you don't expect it to be happening, but it does. And it also has some of the worst British people trying to give American accents, which is I always find hilarious, as they can't keep it together. But um, but yeah, in Seminoid, I kind of liked it, but I kind of didn't. It dragged on a little bit. They could have cut it down a little bit. Um, but still, if uh, if you're looking for something where uh, an alien shoots his goo inside a woman, this is this is going to do it for you. Good. Shane, have you seen Inseminoid? No, I haven't. No, not a fan of that one. No, I just never watched it. I'm surprised. I feel like this would be something that would be, you know, a popular British movie. I don't know. Especially mm. during uh, the early 80s. Val owns it. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I've got a copy of it, too. It's also free on Tubi, so have at it, everyone. <laughs> Except for me, because I can't get Tubi in the UK. Well, there's got to be something in the UK, Shane. There has to be a Tubi equivalent, right? Have you tried Tubi.uk? Oh. There, I just solved it. I shall have to have a look then. But not right now, because I'm busy. Gotcha. Never too busy for Inseminoid. So yeah, that was my first fetus horror. What do you got, Mike? Well, I decided to rewatch an old favorite for... uh, my fetus horror. And this is 1990s The Suckling. Oh, you've seen this before? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, it's actually a movie I, I don't mind. Um, yeah, it was made in 1990. It's written and directed by Francis Terry, who's done pretty much nothing else. Um, he's, he was in a movie called Flesh Eating Moms? Yeah, I've, I have that. Flesh-Eating Mothers. He was the that's police. A, that's a great one. Um, yeah, so... The Uh-oh. Uh, what? Uh, you just It sounded like you walked away. Oh, no. Uh, suckling is like... A, I'm trying to think of the word. I, I want to say unique, because I haven't really seen uh, a plot like this before. Uh-oh. Uh, sorry. Jeez, I'm so, I'm so rude. Um... But yeah, uh, the suckling. It starts off with um, a bunch of uh, two younger people, a man and a woman, and the the man is forcing this woman to check out an abortion clinic because she's pregnant. He is very adamant on um, telling her that he's not ready for a baby, and like she's there with him, and there's like this really shitty looking house and he was like, yeah, this is an abortion clinic and everything. We're just going to check it out. We're just going to check it out. And she's like giving him some weird eyes and she's not sure of anything. A security guard comes out and he goes, Hey, like, what are you doing here? And when they go inside it, the abortion clinic actually doubles as a brothel. Um, so like these, these, um, prostitutes if they get pregnant they could just go have an abortion i don't know if that's a thing in real life 
frankly, I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> but uh, line so him yeah. up, knock him down. <laughs> yeah. So he was just like, "Hey, babe, we're just checking it out and everything." And so she goes and talks to the head, like abortion doctor, and the abortion person gives her something to drink, and she feels woozy and she passes out. She wakes up, and they just give her an abortion. They just, they drug her. This guy, he basically had brought her there. They drugged his girlfriend and they performed an abortion on her. And they dumped the, the fetus down the, the toilet. And the woman was like, do it how I showed you to do it. And some woman just takes the fetus and just flushes it down the, the toilet. So you may be thinking, you know, what happens after that? Well, they show you what happens after that. The fetus is bouncing around pipes and everything, and it goes into, like, an <laughs> underground sewer area where it, for some reason, movies love to obsess with, like, sewage areas being, like, toxic waste. So this, you see this little, like, rubber fetus thing, like, breathing, all, like, funky, and he's getting, like, superpowers, and he's, like, mutating. So the rest of the movie is them trying to run away from this fetus monster because he grows to like a man size and he's like out for revenge because he was flushed on the toilet. <laughs> and the uh, the effects are actually really good. Like the the costume this dude or woman is in costs like ten grand to make. And it's actually like really cool looking. Um, it looks like a like a, a big grown fetus monster, and he's got like these big jaw, um, big teeth, and everything. And he's going around killing all these other people and these prostitutes that are in this like brothel abortion clinic thing. Uh, there's some other characters. There's a guy named Axel who is in prison, and God. he's kind of like the bad boy of the group. Um, which they focus a lot on him later towards the movie, which I wasn't really a fan of because it kind of slows it down. But the you you would think they would just be able to leave the the clinic, but <laughs> um, the abortion mo the fetus monster he blocked up all the doors and windows with like a goo or like skin, but so they they try to get out but they can't, so they're all locked in there, and the monster's picking them off one by one. Until one of them gets a bright idea to try to, like, you know, uh, open a, or, like, pry open a door, which they, they're trying to do for, like, the whole damn movie. Um, and I am going to spoil the ending because it's probably, oh, one of the no. best, it's probably one of the best endings I have ever seen. So if you don't want to hear the ending of this, <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you, you know, you really were... Has, or really wanted to see the suckling. Um, so towards the end of the movie, the only person that's still alive is the woman who had the abortion in the beginning of the movie, and the fetus monster just killed her boyfriend. And the fetus monster looks over at the woman who's cowering in a corner, and he runs at her, and he's running at her, and eventually he's getting smaller and smaller and he goes back in the womb. So he goes home, basically. And um, it, 
has a shot to like these medical examiners and they're like, yeah, we were trying to trying to figure it out. Like this, what does what happened? But she passed three lie detector tests, and we we don't know what happened. This is a complete mystery. And then they they cut to like this gymnasium, which is obviously like a volleyball court. <laughs> it is a volleyball court. <laughs> it's totally a volleyball court. <laughs> okay, and, well, like, we. We would typically refer to those as racquetball courts where you put a a net up for volleyball. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, like, there's all these, like, supposed crazy people walking around and these two, um, like, doctor or interns or whatever. I pick that woman up. She's crazy now. One of them has sex with her. And the other one's, like, looking out. And while he's having sex with her, she has, uh, uh, like, a... uh, Hey, um, what's the word for it? Like a like an arm, we'll say, that pops out of her vagina, and it wraps around his neck. So, like, she's like her fetus is protecting her now, and that's how the movie ends. So that is the suckling, and it's yeah. the, as soon as you wanted to watch fetus horror, I knew what I was going to watch. Um, <laughs> it, it's actually not that bad. I have the vinegar syndrome uh, Blu-ray of it. Um, I, but I am looking for the slipcase for it. I don't have the slipcase, which I really want. But yeah, oh, I've got say, the same thing. I don't also don't have the slipcase for this. <laughs> I think I bought it like after way after it was released. But it, it's a it's actually a pretty fun movie. The direction is actually really good, which I I, I couldn't believe. There's some uh, some decent like music moments, and there's some decent gore moments, and it sounds completely over the top, and it is. But I, I would give it a shot. Give it a chance, and um, yeah, it's disgusting, and it's gross, and it's horrible, it's, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Can I talk about my favorite slash worst scene in this movie? Sure. Which is after the fetus gets flushed down the toilet, and like wh- the thing about when you say that, they show, it's just like, it's a woman holding the fetus, like they show the fetus. Yeah. It's not like it's covered, it's just like, nope, here it is. Badoop, flush. <laughs> um, the fetus goes down into the sewer, and then they cut back to Big Mama, the abortion doctor slash uh, head madam at the fucking brothel, <laughs> and she's she's uh, unbending and cleaning a coat hanger. Oh yeah, and just pulling meat chunks off this coat hanger, and then she gets most of it off, not all of it. And then she takes it and puts her lab coat on the coat hanger and hangs it up. <laughs> oh, I I had to pause the movie and like take a break. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, the effects in this are pretty damn good. The monster is extremely impressive. Like, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe that they spent of their uh, ten thousand and five dollar budget. They spent all ten thousand dollars on that on the, the fucking the fetus monster. Yeah, and it's not like like in the corner. It's not like um like deadly spawn where there's like people outside of a room. You know, like yeah. using like it's actually like a dude in a costume, and the costume is fully like articulate, and he's running around, and he's uh, opening and closing his mouth. It looks really good. Oh yeah, the eyes are moving, the lips are moving. Like it's there's like you know some actually good stuff in this. And, and there's also, uh, there's like other special effects too. There's like a little stop motion. There's some like uh, puppetry and other stuff going on. So they, they do a good job. The, um, the goo keeping them inside the house. I believe that's supposed to be like 
placenta covering the house or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. Like, man, uh, it's it, it's so brutal. Did did you happen to? I don't know if you like just turned the movie off as soon as it ended, but did you see the like extra little scene on the end? Yeah, where like it shows the guy's head melting and peeling off. Yeah, and he has his little tie on, and he's like yeah. two like kids watching him, yes. and he's just like melting away. And one of the kids has a, a shirt on that says "fuck this." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, why? It's, it's <laughs> such a fucking weird movie. And then, and there's in the beginning of the movie when you find out that it's not just an abortion clinic; it's also a brothel where it has the guy. Um, like getting ready to have sex with one of the uh, prostitutes, and he's he's like holding a dildo, and she whips the dildo and pulls it out of his hand, and it's like a slow motion catch. Yeah, and you're like, what? What are we doing? What is this? Why is this part of the movie? And then she starts fucking the guy in the ass with the dildo, and then she like she's got to go home. So like yeah, her another, grandma came to pick her up. So, yeah, got, so, so another prostitute comes and like finishes finishes him off, and the whole rest of the movie, like even though there's a fetus monster around killing people, he really wants to have sex again, and he yeah. keeps telling these people like, why don't we uh, why don't we go upstairs and let them handle this down here? <laughs> <laughs> the stop motion was fun too. Like it's something they didn't need to add, but some guy gets his hand cut off, and it's like oh slowly, yeah slowly moving around and everything. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like something like that. You don't expect to see it. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, I like this better than um, Inseminoid. Yeah. So if you're going to watch one fetus movie uh, of those two, I would I would definitely go with this one. Um, I didn't see if it was streaming anywhere, but I know a lot of Vinegar Syndrome stuff is like I uh, think in different places. Um, Shudder? Let me see. Very well could be. Yeah, if you want to watch The Suckling, you can... Oh, it's on Tubi. Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> so it's free, so just go and uh, check it out. Check out The Suckling. Yeah, although I will say... I So I didn't get to finish it because um, um, I had other things to do. But there, the special features, there's an interview with the director, and it, they're just, like, asking him questions about, like, what were you thinking? Like... <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? What was there like a, a message in the movie about like you know abortion? If you're for pro-abortion or against abortion, and the guy's like, I don't know. I just thought it would be a good movie if like a fetus started killing everybody. <laughs> See, that's that's exactly what you want. <laughs> you know, somebody who's not like for or against it just wanted to make a fucking fetus monster. <laughs> But he goes, he goes, wait, but you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, he's like, yeah, it's probably like against abortion because like, you know, the fetus kills everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes back in her too. So, oh my God. But yeah, low budget, uh, absolute schlock. But um, yeah, I I did enjoy this as well. I I was like a six out of 10 on this one. Yeah, I'm the same way. Hmm. All right. So we got those two. Um, The third one that I watched, Mike, was Baby Blood. uh, 1990, directed by Alain Robach, which uh, is French. Yeah, which is French for Alan Robach. (laughs) 
And uh, it stars, um, let's see, oh, this is a tough one, Emmanuel Escoro. Um, so it's a complete French movie. Um, and um, basically the plot of the movie, it sort of starts off like at the beginning of time. And there's like this, um, this life form that, that starts to exist along with the rest of life. And I guess all it wants to do is be born. And, um, they, uh, it then pan- uh, fast forwards to what I'm guessing is the late eighties and, um, they capture a leopard in the jungle and the leopard's like really wild and crazy. I forgot, was it a leopard or a cheetah? I forgot which, whichever it was. It's a cat with spots. <clears throat> <laughs> and, uh, they sell this leopard to the circus, but the, it's like, it's completely out of control. You know, it goes nuts when it sees people and is absolutely ballistic, and it starts, like, riling up all the other cats at the circus, and the, uh, the lion tamer, the big cat tamer, was gonna work with this thing, I guess, and put it into his act, and he's, like, this, like, really abusive dickhead, and his, like, beautiful assistant is, like, an accident almost happens because the cats are so riled up because of the presence of this, you know, creature or whatever, and, um... One night, uh, after the, uh, the assistant, um, like, doesn't want to have sex with the, uh, the lion tamer guy, she tries to have sex with somebody else, and the lion tamer guy catches her, and I guess it's implied that he, like, rapes her, beats her up or something. That night, um, the leopard explodes, as one would, and, uh, the creature gets out, and it's, it, they show a little bit of it, it looks sort of like a less snake type thing, makes its way in. And finds the girl in bed and right up there. Just makes its way right in. Uh, the girl, meanwhile, wakes up and like realizes she's in a really shitty situation and decides to escape the circus. Uh, runs away. And ends up like living in the shittiest building of all time. And I think it would have been better had they not had anyone else live in this building because it looks like... It looks like a building that's been on fire and then put out and then, you know, she's just sort of like holed up in there. But the lion tamer uh, tracks her down, makes his way over there. She ends up killing the lion tamer by or or she stabs him and then doesn't want to like completely kill him. But then like the fetus starts talking to her that's inside her and is like, oh, you need to feed me his blood you know, kill him and and slit his throat and drink his blood so I can feed. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, having this argument with the fetus. And that the fetus can control her by hurting her. So it sort of forces her to slit the guy's throat or kill him and, and drink his blood. And she does this the entire time while completely naked because he had pulled her robe off her. And she just never went back and got another robe. She just laid there all night, completely butt naked, talking to her fetus about killing and drinking this guy's blood. Uh, eventually she does it. Then she realizes she has to leave. So she grabs all of her clothes. And I'm like, wait, she had clothes the whole time? She had fucking clothes, but she spent the day. <laughs> grabs her clothes, heads out. And now now it goes through this cycle where the fetus is like, you need to kill to feed me, you know, and, and sort of back and forth. She doesn't want to do it, but like eventually... They start going through this cycle where she travels to different locations in France and kills people, mostly men, and drinks their blood and feeds the baby and on and on and on. And the interesting part 
uh, that I find of it is like she starts to develop this relationship with the fetus. Like she knows it's not like her baby. It's this like monster that's living with her. But like she grows to like understand it and kind of like it. And they have these weird conversations about like, oh, you like men. What do you like in men? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I like men that are sad because I like to see their sadness. And you're like, what the fucking French? Of course, it's French. So weird. And but they develop this relationship and you kind of like see that like she likes it. She likes the fetus a little bit, you know, in terms of like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, I just have to kill some people every now and then and drink their blood. Uh, the, it, it sort of goes on through these different scenarios of her doing this, but it it can be like extremely brutal. Like there's some fucking scenes. There's one scene, man, where she's driving a taxi and she picks up a guy that was almost mugged. And then sees a jogger at night and decides she's going to run down the jogger with her car. But she, like, goes past the guy, turns around and comes back and just smashes him up against a wall. And they show his, like, face, like, pressed up against the car and he's, like, still alive. And then she goes out. I forgot whether she had, like, a tire iron or something and just fucking beats this guy till his head comes off. I'm like, oh, God, it's so brutal. Um, but yeah, so there's like a lot of pretty good kills in it and the fetus is just like getting into her head and talking to her and all he does is he wants to be born because apparently his whole plan is to be born and then go out into the ocean so it could start evolving and then eventually take over the human race in like six billion years, it said something like that. So it's a really, really weird fucking movie. Um, but I, I had, I had seen this years ago, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe. And I remember like liking it, like, oh yeah, it was pretty good. Now watching it again, I fucking love it. I think this is so good. And I can't believe more people don't talk about this movie because it's so bizarre. It's such a weird fucking movie. Um, and the best part of the whole thing, I think we had mentioned this on a previous podcast, is that on the English dub of the movie... The voice of the baby is Gary Oldman in like nineteen ninety. Oscar winner Gary Oldman is the baby's voice. And Holy I think I think it makes it worth watching the English dub. I now you know I'm I'm a I'm a subs guy, not a dubs guy, Mike. Yeah. And so the copy of the movie that I have is an old Anchor Bay DVD. And um when there's a scene that they didn't have the English dub for they just dump in the French scene with subtitles. So like there's a couple, there's like one scene where you get, she gets picked up by a trucker and because they never did it, uh, they'd cut it out of the English version. Um, they just dump in the French scene. So you get like the, the French voices in that scene in the French version, like the baby has like a weird, like monster voice. It doesn't sound like a human. And you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't like that. But the English one it's this, like, you know, it's a sultry Gary Oldman, very calm and, you know, <laughs> kind of whispering. And you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. I like this guy. <laughs> so I actually recommend watching the English version of this French movie, which is something you never hear me say. Wow. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Other than my my DVD, and I don't know if this is just this copy or, or whatever it is, the the mixing on the English track is awful. Like, you can hear Gary Oldman as clear as day, but everyone else in the movie 
their audio is so low and mixed with the rest of the background noise that I still had to watch it with subtitles on because I couldn't hear what everyone else was saying. <laughs> so I don't know if that's just this DVD. There, there's new. There's another Blu-ray of it. I I didn't buy, but I might. Um, just to get a better a better voice track, but yeah, I fucking love this one, man. And then at the end, when like the baby is born, and like you don't know what's going on because you know it's like a weird snake monster that went into her, and like the baby comes out, and it's like a human baby, and you go, oh, that kind of sucks, and then <laughs> it sheds its baby skin, and you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> here we go again. It just gets nuts towards the end, but yeah, I I really really like this one. Uh, I, I fully recommend this to anyone. This is probably my favorite uh, fetus horror now. So uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, what do you think, Mike? I didn't watch this. When I mentioned oh, it I earlier. you said you watched Baby Blood. I know, but like I was just making a joke. Like I watched like fetuses and baby blood and uh, shit like that. <laughs> and then you were like, baby oh, blood. you watched that too. And I thought you were making a joke. And then you're like, hey, I, well, I watched Baby Blood. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you meant you literally watched Baby Blood, the movie. <laughs> no, but after after your rundown of it, I really want to watch it now. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But don't get the Anchor Bay DVD. See if you can find something else. I, I have no idea if this is streaming or not. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I didn't really look, but it's quality. A lot of nudity in it, too. A lot of unnecessary oh. nudity. Then you just, let's see. It's on... Uh... Shutter. Oh, there you go. Shutter with Prime Video. I don't know if that's like a separate thing. It's on Canopy and uh, AMC Plus with Prime Video. Wow. A lot of ways to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have watched that like an HD version instead of my shitty fucking Anchor Bay DVD. And it's, it's like an old DVD, too. Like you put it in and it's Anchor Bay advertising for The Evil Dead. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when they used to put out a thousand versions of evil dead that takes me back yeah uh i thoroughly enjoyed it so that's uh that's the last of the fetus horror that i had watched did you watch any or look up any other ones mike yeah i thought you said you had three was it, that's, I, well yeah because one of them was um the one you did i also oh, watched the suckling so i had oh. sevenoid suckling and baby blood okay well my uh the second movie I watched was uh, Grace. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, what year did that come out? Uh, if, if you want me to guess, I'm going to say 2010. I think it's 2009. Oh, damn it. Let me say real quick. I forgot to uh, pull it up. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Grace was uh, made 2009. Is directed by Paul Soleil. And it was actually written by him as well. He's done um, Tread Clean. Uh, he was a Tales of Halloween guy. Um, but it's okay. about a woman who is played by Jordan Ladd, who was the um, blonde in Cabin Fever. She's a really good actress. Um, so she's, she's going around looking for ways to give birth. Uh, her and her husband, Michael, and she's checking out a midwife instead of a hospital because she's a, like a vegan. She wants to do things the natural way, homeopathic and stuff like that. And, um, she's checking out this midwife with this, uh, doctor named Patty. 
and the uh, her husband's like give it Tommy. Sorry, my cat's trying to walk on my laptop. Tommy, please, please get down, please get down. Thank you. Um, yeah, so she's like checking out this midwife place, and uh, her husband's grilling this this midwife doctor. And she's giving him a whole bunch of statistics and how safe it is and everything. And, um, later that night, they are uh, eating dinner with uh, his parents. And it's pretty obvious that the mom is very against this whole midwife thing. She wants the daughter-in-law to see a doctor that's a family friend. And she's very much against it. So... Uh, she starts to get the, the woman who's, supposed to, who's pregnant. She starts to get like pains in her chest and everything. And she gets rushed to the actual emergency room and they're trying to induce this baby. And the, the midwife comes there and she's like, have you checked for gallstones? Have you checked for this? And you checked for that. And the doctors hadn't. And that kind of solidifies uh, the woman's opinion to give birth through the, the midwife. So, um, on their way home from the from the emergency room, um, Michael's driving, and there's a car comes out of nowhere and cuts Michael off. Airbags go off. Fucking cars tossed aside, and you just see that the blonde who's pregnant, she's like, "Oh, it's not moving. My baby's not moving." And it kind of flash forwards a little bit, and she still wants to carry the baby to term, um, even though it's supposedly dead inside of her. Um, so she has the baby, and it, she comes out, and it comes out not alive. And everyone's kind of like crying and everything, and the, the midwife is saying, you know, we should, you know, kind of like dispose of it. But the uh, the woman, she wants to hold the, the fetus for a while. I don't know if, know if it's a fetus at this point, but I think it's just a baby. Um, but she holds the baby, and she's, like, putting it up against her boob to try to, like, breastfeed it. And then the midwife kind of had enough, and she comes out. And she's like, you can't, like, force this baby to come back to life. But as she says that, the baby, who's been dead inside of her, is actually back to life and is suckling on her boob. <laughs> and um, so now the baby's alive and you kind of see what she has to go through with no husband, but a, um, a baby that she's taking care of. But the baby's also showing some signs of not being well. It won't eat. Uh, it has a temperature of like 93 degrees. There's flies buzzing around it constantly. All the while, the uh, mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law now, because Michael's dead, but um, um, she keeps calling her, and she keeps asking her how the baby's doing and everything, and she won't answer the phone, she won't answer the door. So there's there's kind of a mystery element there of what um, the baby is, basically. And as you get through the movie, you realize and it's on the cover so this isn't really a spoiler but the baby's only only wants blood so she kind of like exposes her uh her breast to, to breastfeed and it, it, the baby's like sucking so much there's like blood coming out and the baby's eating more and more and it's just blood and 
this woman who used to be vegan is now buying more meat and putting the blood in uh, like a baby bottle for, to feed the baby. And it gets pretty wild. It's a, it's a pretty brutal movie. There's a lot of like realistic looking uh, dead baby. Um, uh, like a, like a rubber thing. Um, so if you, if you're, you get like, if you don't want to see that, I wouldn't suggest this movie because it's pretty realistic looking. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty brutal movie. It's pretty fucked up, but it's got really good acting in it. Uh, the gore is pretty good. Um, the the twist is is decent, and uh, yeah, it's 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 different. It's very very different, and I would probably recommend it. I'd probably give it like a six out of ten as well. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like it shares. I mean, I if I remember the impetus of us discussing fetus horror, it was because I watched a movie called Grave of the Vampire, where a vampire comes back to life and rapes a woman, and then the sun comes up, so he's got to run away. He can't kill her, <laughs> and the woman is pregnant with the vampire baby, gives birth, and it's the same type of thing where like the baby's dead. But like then somehow somebody gets a cut or something and like it comes to life to drink the blood and then the the mom is like feeding the vampire baby blood to like keep it going. So it's kind of like a pretty similar, although that, yeah. that ends relatively quickly. And then all of a sudden it's 20 years later and it's now an adult tracking down the original vampire to kill him. <laughs> yeah, Grace leaves off on the... Uh... A cliffhanger, like I don't know, like it opens up to a sequel, which I think would be kind of fun, but I don't think that's ever going to get made. <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, that's awesome. So I had some other uh, fetus horror, Mike, um, or at least some titles that I wanted to watch, uh, which I didn't get to. Um, one of them is Demon Seed, and I I've believe. You've heard, okay, I th- um, I don't know if it's specifically about uh, a demon or if it is sort of like uh, it's like a security system, a highly technologically advanced security system, like <laughs> impregnates a woman according to the back of the box, <laughs> and it's like maybe it's a demon, maybe it's technology, but this woman has some type of monster baby in her from <laughs> security system. That's fucking crazy. Oh yeah, I so I I desperately wanted to watch it, but I just couldn't get it together. Um, I really wanted to rewatch Inside, the original yep. French version, because um, I yep. just remember that movie being ninety percent gore, like ten percent story. Oh yeah, yeah. Inside was a cracking film. Even I like yeah. that one. I know they remade it, but I'm probably never going to watch that remake. I never watched the remake, but the original. It basically, I can remember. I can remember writing a review for it and saying it's not for the faint-hearted or the pregnant. No. Yeah, basically, if, if you've never heard of Insight, it's like a woman who gets jealous of another woman who's pregnant and wants the baby, so she like tries to forcefully remove the baby from think, the woman. Yeah, there is an ulterior motive behind it because, it, like, it, I mean, in the film itself where you say she's jealous of this woman being pregnant... There's a reason why yeah. she's why she keeps doing things to this woman and why she keeps stalking her. 
and it's quite sad in a sense why she's doing it but the things that she do are fucking brutal they are nasty it's nasty shit what you're seeing and i remember seeing that for the first time and i was like wow this is quite brutal <laughs> um which is why it's not for the faint of heart and not for not for pregnant women to watch I don't know if any of these movies are for pregnant women. Too. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would say. Uh, yeah. In, Inside is one of those movies where if an obsessive woman were to watch this film and take this on board, it could happen. That's why it's so disturbing. Mm. Well, same thing with the suckling. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Well, yeah. On the suckling, where did that toxic waste come from? Did uh, did Big Mama also had, did you have a toxic waste dump in her backyard? I don't know, bro. But that like that scene is so damn funny because it actually like this the um I don't want to say the cinematography, but like the backgrounds and like the stuff that they used was actually pretty looking pretty good. So the baby's just sitting there in like toxic waste, and it shows its hand and it grows like a claw and shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it splits open. Yeah, like, like immediately as soon as it falls down there. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Great, great. Uh, what else did I have here? So some other ones. Um, the Unborn, uh, part one and two. Uh, it's about a, uh, a a couple that can't is struggling to conceive, and they go to this like uh, this doctor, uh, James Karen. Obviously, that's who you'd go to, and. Um, <laughs> They get pregnant, but it becomes like some weird nightmarish uh, situation with the baby. I think I've watched this one one time, but I don't remember it. The first one, at least. I never saw the second. Oh, God, it's got Kathy Griffin in it. Oof. What? <laughs> she plays the baby. Oh, my God. It's me, Kathy Griffin. <laughs> I'm your baby. I'm your baby. <laughs> that would be disturbing. Uh, what else? Oh, I had another one. This one I thought was sort of an interesting uh, idea. It's not a human fetus, but uh, I watched an Irish movie called Isolation from 2005, and it's about a scientist that is working at a dairy farm. Oh, I started watching that a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, and it's like uh, there's, there's like monster cow fetuses. And they're, like, killing people and hopping in and out of cows. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. I like that movie. That was, it's it's It got nuts. good readings. The chick from uh, the, um, the Babadook is in it. Oh, I didn't even know that was her. I, I, I watched it a couple years ago. I don't even remember for what. I think we were doing an Irish horror or something when I watched that. I do remember uh, it had a scene... And I didn't know that they actually did this, uh, and I had to confirm it uh, with Elisa that they hooked up a chain fall, like a uh, a device for lifting heavy things. You usually lift like engines and shit with it up to like a fence and wrapped it around um, like when a cow's giving birth, you wrap it around the feet of like the baby cow coming out and you just fucking ratchet that shit out of there and just pull it out. I'm like, oh my god. She's like, oh yeah, I've done that. I think in the beginning of that movie that they actually did that with the cow. Like they actually mm. uh, like delivered that 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 calf. 
Right, was not a special effect. Yeah. And then I think I saw the same thing on Impractical Jokers. They made uh, <laughs> Sal burr the cow. <laughs> oh, God. That's a segue I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Fetus horror, Impractical <laughs> Jokers. Boom. <laughs> Uh, what else did I have any other ones on? I, I, there's probably more. I, I had a um, I had originally had a bunch listed and I didn't write them all down. Uh, and there's got to be more that I'm just not thinking of. I think like, it's alive. Oh, it's one, right? Sure, why not? All the it's alive's. Yeah, those are great. Larry Cohen. Um, I just can't think right now. Oh, there was Shane's pick, right? Uh, no, it was your pick that you forced onto me. <laughs> Which was the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004. Zack Snyder dipping his toe into fetus horror. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the film. I do. I, contrary to popular belief, I'm sorry, Matt Blazy, but you're wrong. But the Dawn of the Dead remake is actually not that bad. Um, I thought he liked it. No, he didn't. He fucking hates it. Oh. oh he, God. He, he hates it. He, it's actually quite funny because there's always... He posts about how much he hates this movie, but he met everybody in the film and he was like, all nicey-nicey, but deep down he had a seething hatred for the film. Yeah, he's got a picture of him with Zack Snyder. I know yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, but it's all nicey-nicey. It's all for all for um, airs and graces when he, he actually hates the fucking movie. Oh, so, yeah. it's probably because of the fetus. Possibly. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's uh, quite entertaining, really. But yeah, now the film itself, it's um, it's a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Everybody knows George, George Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Um, and uh, no, lots of people um, suddenly end up absconding to a mall um, because there's a zombie outbreak. Basically, the film starts off with um, like... Sarah Polly working in a hospital as a nurse, and um, she ends up basically going home to her husband. And you know, it's like playing stereophonics, have a nice day as she's driving home, and then she goes to bed, um, and then gets woken up by the sound of her neighbor's kid entering the house, and her husband. Wait, well, basically, her husband wakes up, sees sees the kid, realizes that there's something seriously wrong with her because half of her face is missing. And then, as he as he uh, wakes up, his wife and tells her, said zombie child then rips his throat out, which in turn triggers a chain reaction. Uh, Sarah Polly's character then tries to escape, as her husband has turned into a flesh eating zombie. Um, she escapes from the house. She gets into a car and then basically drives off as her husband is chasing her. But then he gets distracted and kills one of the neighbors. And she carries on driving and, you know, crashes. Cue opening credits. And then when she comes to, she gets she comes to with Ving Rains holding a gun in her face. And he says, so something. And she says, please. <laughs> and then, great, right, that was a great Ving Rames impression. Right, thank you. 
And then uh, essentially they end up um, making their way towards a mall where they come across a ragtag group of survivors, one of which being Miki Pfeiffer. Um, and he's like some hood, hood motherfucker with his Hungarian wife who's heavily pregnant. Ah. And then um, the other dude who is in the TV show Medium, I can never remember his name. But basically, they end up in the mall, um, also come across three survivors, three security guards, um, and uh, they end up holding up. And then a bit later on, um, it's like a truckload of people turn up, and they end up taking, like, t- holding up in the in the uh, mall itself, where a big fat lady with big bite on her arm um, is in a wheelbarrow, and basically she dies. And with Sarah Polly being a nurse, she ends up tending to her, and she says, "Oh no, you know." Or t- tend to your wounds, etc., etc., and then basically, zombie lady gets up and starts chasing people around. Sarah Polly gives her a nice little hole in the eye, and then kills her. And then they start discussing what they're going to do and how they're going to survive here. <clears throat> Cue a montage of people having sex and building. Um, Items of weapons of mass mass destruction, you know that kind of deal, and um, basically, woman getting ready to give birth. But in the fora of the start of the movie, when everybody's in the mall, they get attacked by a zombie, and Miki Fife's Fife's wife gets a scratch on her arm. Ooh. And then all of a sudden, it basically cue her going into labour and her having a bit of a shit time with it. And the old lady who drove the truck then goes in and says, I'll go and check on them. So she takes a gun with her, which um, obviously, you know, being in a zombie surrounded mall, you would carry a gun, I guess. Um, but unbeknownst to her, Miki Wifers, Miki Wifers, Miki Fifers baby mama is currently going through a bit of a transition because she's turned into a zombie and the baby is also a zombie. Um, So basically she ends up giving birth or basically the baby rips itself out of her. And then basically he's holding the baby and cue shitty CGI baby. (laughs) <laughs> so the baby you look at it and you think she's outright as a baby but it's when it opens its eyes and it screams it's like okay yeah that's a really shit cgi baby um so you can see what they did with it they had a baby they cgi the fuck out of it you know put a template over it to make it look like a zombie and then sarah polly's character comes in blows it away kills it and oh yeah sorry i'm skipping a bit um it's like baby. it's like one of those like uh, uh what do you call it like a filter for like Snapchat yeah. or something, like turn yeah. a baby into That's a zombie. It, like. it does look like that. <laughs> and then um obviously lady comes in, her and Mickey Woo! have a shootout. Um hang on. Odie, get out of here. Go! Go downstairs. No, go downstairs. Go. Go. Right there. Go. He's gone. Uh, so, yeah, so Mike's also linked it to the toilet as well by, by the sounds of it. Yeah, he said he was taking a huge shit. Yeah, he's gonna gonna run to the loo. At least he's, got he's giving birth to a CGI baby. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> CGI fecal matter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, baby gets off. Um, but before that, it's basically Mickey Pfeiffer and Old Lady have a gunfight. Old Lady gets killed. Mickey Pfeiffer gets killed. Sarah Polly and the crew go in, find Baby, and get, yeah! you know, it's like, that's not good. And um, so they put the baby down, and um, then they leave, and they carry on about their merry way sort of thing. Um, and then it all goes a bit tipped up because they decide to try and get their way out of the mall to a speedboat or a, a boat of some description um, so they can travel to an island, you know. So to cut all the crap, they get out. A few of them, a few others get killed. Um, big explosion at the bay where the boat is. They get off on the boat. Um, cue end of movie credits interspersed with footage of them on boat and then getting off the boat. And then it all goes terribly tits up when they get on the island and find out the whole island is, in fact, inhabited by dead people. Um, so yeah, Shane, I just want to say that was an excellent summary off the top of your head. Thank you very much. I felt like I was watching the movie all, all over again, <laughs> but <clears throat> I've watched it recently. It's, it's funny because the remake of Dawn of the Dead is actually one of my favorite films. It took right now, this is going to sound weird, but at the time it came out in 2004, because obviously I went and saw it at the cinema in 2004 interesting anecdote i went with my friend my best mate ian and his then girlfriend gina who she was a bit crazy um and uh she liked to drink her own urine which was a bit weird oh my god yes get the fuck out of here no wait what did she do she used oh. to like to drink her own urine but anyway <laughs> So basically, she was a bit crazy, and thankfully, she buggered off. And okay, let's let's talk. How much are we talking? Like a full glass, or like? I don't fucking know. I never saw her do it. But with a straw, do you have like a salted rim? Ew. Like what's going on? She had one of those jugs where it has like the times on it, where she would drink her own pee to be hydrated throughout the day. Ew. Oh, oh, is this something that like Bear Grylls sells? Oh no, my buddy's got one. It's like a gallon or half gallon jug, and it's like nine a.m., ten a.m., eleven a.m., noon, and you're supposed to drink oh, that. I got you. Like it's <laughs> fucked if I know. But anyway, yeah, we all went to the cinema to watch it, and it was quite funny. So it was, you know, just. I like... don't feel like I can let this go, Shane. I oh, have so many questions. I know because is... I'm not going to fucking talk about anything else. Oh, um, my God. But yeah, it was. It was. I don't even like, want to talk about the rest of this episode anymore. Like, is that all she drank, or did she drink like water enough to pee and then drink the pee? I do not know. Nor do I care because I've not seen this woman for fucking well nearly twenty years. Um, but well, she's listening like, right now, and we brought yeah. her out for you. Here she comes. Oh, <laughs> Do you recognize this voice? Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's the gurgle sounds because she's drinking pee. <laughs> oh, I don't. Ha I w okay, wait. I got a little water. I can do it. Hang on. Ah, 
episode has taken a fucking turn. <laughs> I like how we're talking about like fetuses abortions, fetus monsters, but like the piss drinking, that's what crossed the line. Fucking PC. Yeah, anyway, well, well <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, when the film like, came I mean, out. He mentions that casually in passing. Like, yeah. we're supposed to just let it go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, that's a long old time ago, so. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Yeah, so it was it was 19 years ago when the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead came out, and I went and saw it. And at the time... <laughs> Oddly enough, I was in a bit of a fragile state of mind. So the movie, this was this was one movie that genuinely freaked me out when I first saw it. Totally freaked me out to the point where I had to walk home from the cinema because we just, for some reason we decided to go for the latest latest showing we could get tickets for, which was like eleven p.m. So I get home at like 2.30 in the morning and I'm proper freaking out by the time I get home because this film really unnerved me at the time. And literally walking home, it's dark. I walked in the middle of the road because I wasn't going to walk on the side of the woods um, where the woods were in case something was going to run out and fucking jump at me. I wasn't going to walk on the side of the houses in case anyone decided to run out and jump from their gardens but so me being me uh walked in the middle of the road and when i got home discovered that there was a power cut in my building so then i ran up to the flat locked myself <laughs> locked my door and barricaded myself in the flat because that film freaks me out so much i would not come out of my flat for about three days i'm just trying to think of what hashtag i'm going to put on this episode <laughs> Jesus. Hashtag PP. PP thirst? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Yeah. Now that we've gotten that out of our system and then back in. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, Dawn of the Dead 2004. I do like the film. It took me a long time to get over the fact that it was all, it's like bad CGI baby. And, and the head in the boat at the end on the end credits, when they open up the box and there's the head that's just like half chewed up and just like, yeah. <laughs> You know, that was that freaks me out as well a little bit as well too. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it's a good film. Quite funny in so places, sh- actually. So, sh- Shane, you talking about the uh, CGI baby made me think of something. And now I haven't seen this, but I believe this could be entered into fetus horror. Is it not the case that one of the Twilight movies features a weird CGI baby that was a monster inside the girl's womb? Yes. So technically, Twilight could be fetus horror. Except it's not horror, it's shit. Oh, okay. All right, you'll watch that one next time we do this. You can, I fucking ain't. I I will absolutely assign you the movie and then send you the shittiest DVD copy I could find. (laughs) I will then send you a video of me snapping said DVD into pieces and then putting it back in an envelope and sending the fucker back. With a nice little note that says, fuck you, Ryan. Fuck you with bells on. Go drink your own piss. And then... <laughs> okay, when you found out that she drank her piss... 
Oh, were you still sake. friends with her at the time? Yeah, for a little while until she went completely crazy. <laughs> I think she was completely crazy before. Oh, she was completely crazy, but she went on. She went next level. What was what, next what, level? Yeah, what levels after piss drinking? Um. Uh, let me see. Um, she took to grabbing people by the face and screaming at the top of her lungs down her down to that down their ears, getting drunk, fighting with the police, getting thrown out in nightclubs, and starting a brawl with three coppers. Um, and basically, she got locked up. She. She basically was uh, essentially sectioned for a spell, I think. But she disappeared for several weeks. So I'm still not sure whether she got sectioned and put in a mental hospital or not. I don't know. All that other stuff sounds uh, normal. I think the piss drinking really <laughs> made it crazy. That'll get you locked up real quick. Yeah, true. Oh, God. All right, well, let's let's wrap this part of the episode up, Shane, and let's actually get to uh, a topic someone wants to hear about. About okay. fucking time, too, damn it. <laughs> I've been sitting there for fucking two hours waiting to talk about this. Now, Mike, you have not seen Evil Dead Rise, correct? Correct, not yet. Okay, I, I will do my absolute best not to have spoilers in this discussion. Yeah, same. Um, okay, Shane, I'm going to hold you to that. So, uh, I watched this last night, went out with Miles and Kevin, and we dragged Elisa kicking and screaming to go see <laughs> this. I'm, I was so proud of her. She put on, fellas, listen to this, a horror movie t-shirt. All right. I have never, I have never seen her wear such a thing in my life. I was very aroused. I gotta be honest. What? <laughs> it was a, she was wearing a Halloween t-shirt. I was like, oh. wow, with Michael Myers on it. I was so what? impressed. Yeah, incredible. So, um... You're be talking horror movies on here with us. Fuck, yeah. I know, I know. I'll get her out here next time. So, uh, Evil Dead Rise just came out, directed by Lee Cronin. Um, his, his uh, I think, biggest movie before this was um, Hole in the Ground, which, that's another fucking Irish movie. Holy shit. Never got seen two on one episode. I saw it. It was okay. I liked it. It was kind of a like a doppelganger type movie okay. where like I, I forgot the whole plot. And not that there's spoilers for it, but I don't know. I, I watched it one time years ago and I don't remember a whole lot of it. So uh yeah, I liked that movie though. It was pretty decent. Um so without going into spoilers, um the movie does open up. There is a short cabin scene in the beginning of the film. Yeah. So it's not completely cabinless, but the majority of the film, the entirety of the film, essentially takes place in a um, high-rise building. Excuse me, not in a uh, in a cabin. Um, however, they still do. They still have ways to keep the people isolated, so they're sort of stuck on their floor of this high-rise. Um, they say that parts of the building have been shut down and are like condemned. And um, there's a it, it takes place in I want to say Los Angeles. It's in California at least, but I think yeah. it's Los Angeles. Yes. So uh, at one point there is an earthquake, and they sort of use that as like, oh, you know, 
there's all kinds of weird shit going on. Maybe the power's going in and out, and, you know, we don't... Aftershocks and all this other stuff. Uh, meanwhile, evil is on the loose. Um, and I, I like the way they kind of... Uh, they sort of bring the evil into this movie um, in that they come across, uh, obviously, a Book of the Dead, as anyone's familiar with Evil Dead. And uh, this time, they don't have the reel-to-reel player. Uh, they come across pieces of vinyl, boys. There's so, three three vinyl records. Yep. It's basically the earthquake itself has opened up the floor in the building where they're living. And it turns out the building itself was an old bank. So basically they have a vault. They find a vault at the bottom of the building. So the vault was kept there and they built everything on top of the bank, essentially. So you've got multiple floors of this of this bank, which have been turned into apartments. And um, basically when the two oldest kids are going down. They're on their way back from getting pizza, I believe, or something. Well, yeah. they'll come back. Well, yeah, they're, they're coming back from picking up pizza when they um, when the earthquake happens. So they're in the car park underneath, and then they obviously drop the pizza, and all goes to shit, and they start freaking out, and you know they manage to get up up the stairs, but. Upon doing so, they find there is a hole in the ground, so the the sun goes down and he has a look around, and that's where he finds the book and the vinyl. And because his the it opens up with the kid being an aspiring DJ and all this kind of stuff, and it all goes. Um, you've got the youngest daughter who has a tendency to cut dolls heads off and you think oh yeah something is not quite right with that one and you've got what, the was, what was her doll's name i can't remember stephanie yeah stephanie that's it <laughs> she's um, got a doll's head stuck on a broom handle and she calls it stephanie <laughs> yeah and then you've got obviously the other daughter um who is essentially she's trying to keep everything at an even keel and then you've got the mother who's a tattooist yep um and she's covered in tattoos as well and you know it looks quite cool and obviously obviously i'm not gonna i'm not going into spoilers but there are several things that i saw straight away and i was like that's gonna come into play later Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. They oh, set yeah. up I mean it's a horror movie, Shane. You know, yeah. if you if they show somebody with a sharp object and that object is placed somewhere, you're like, okay, yep, that's coming back, you know. Yeah. Like there are things you see coming. I mean the 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 um there's also the um, the mom's sister, uh right. who is a, a groupie who you find out in the beginning of the movie is pregnant and she's coming to like get advice from her big sister, um the mom and yeah. uh it, it that's it's sort, there's sort of like a family dynamic going on where you find out that like you know this groupie um daughter is kind of like the the fuck up of the family and you know uh going through like she's like, like takes advantage of the other sister throughout different times not necessarily in this movie but in the past yeah and it's they sort of build like the relationships up um there's also some neighbors that yes. live on the same floor yeah, and the old guy, 
right? The old Maver, he was also um, in, I believe, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, is he the guy, um, he's one of the fat guys on the ship? Yeah. Okay, that's where I recognized him from. Yeah, because I, I clocked him, and I thought he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, because he's actually English. He's an English guy. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, there was that. I thought um, that was quite little, little clever, little exposition with um, the neighbors. And you've obviously got the little Hispanic dude who's trying to get a date with the middle daughter. Right. Um, and like she keeps blowing him off. And then there's his little brother as well. And obviously you've got the old guy. And that's about it. And then you've got the, the other guy, which I think is the older brother of the other two kids. Um, yeah, you know, he's trying to help out the mother in some aspect, you know, who's like they're good neighbors basically, but um, yeah, it's uh, when the kids find the vinyl and they take it back upstairs and they start playing it, the mother has gone downstairs to sort out her laundry, and that's when she gets got. Um, yeah, if you've seen the trailers for this, you kind of know uh, how how it starts. I, I yeah. think the trailers are probably like the first 45 minutes of the movie, maybe less. Yes. Uh, oh, no, I, wouldn't say, so. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I mean, one of the, one of the trailers, because I saw three trailers for it. Um, obviously, the first trailer, I remember Russ talking about it, and I said it looked like a Demons 2 ripoff. Um, yeah. How I would say is this film is essentially is a homage to demons in the sense it's in a tenement block and they get locked in and they can't escape their floor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, and there's obviously you've got your little homages to the original trilogy as well. I thought they were cool, but they were a bit cheesy. And I was like, oh, really? Well, I like they sort of not not it's not that it's a, this isn't really a spoiler, but they sort of make it possible for this movie to exist alongside the other films. Yeah. Um, um and by other films, I mean the you know the original trilogy as well as the remake, the 2013 movie and this one. It sort of opens the possibility that these can all be take place in the same universe or whatever yeah and also i was having a chat with my friend who couldn't make it today and he said that he'd been reading online that someone suggested that this could have been a prequel of sorts no because they have cell phones well yeah there is that but he said <laughs> you know obviously they said he said that this could have been a prequel of sorts to the 2013 movie oh if you see uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a stretch. You know, there's it like is a stretch, but yeah, else. I mean, it could I be think a... timeline wise, it doesn't really work out. Yeah, but I, I, I understand what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the movie itself, um, first I'm going to say, uh, for an evil dead movie, I mean, you, you watch evil dead, you expect gore. The gore in this is excellent. Is it as over the top as 2013? I don't think so. No, I think the gore in this, and the, I think the kill scenes in this and the gore in this look beautiful. They look I'll, good. I'll say I'll state that right now. It looked beautiful. 
Yeah, the um, makeup's good, the gore is uh, good, the kills are good. Yeah, the kills are good, the makeup is good. Um, personally, I thought the story was very thin on the ground. I thought it yeah, was there's, bit, I thought it was weak. There's not a lot of story in this. There isn't. There isn't at all. If it wasn't, but there's not a lot of story in any of the Evil Dead's. Well, yeah, true. Ex- but, except for Army of Darkness. Except for Army of Darkness, yeah. But no, personally, I mean, overall, I will say it's a watchable movie. Um, the gore was great. The kill scenes were great. Dialogue wasn't as good as I thought it could be. Um, there was some funny stuff. That, oh, that, yeah. that, that but, one scene where the, ki- the kid's trying to get uh, uh, the middle daughter over. To watch movie, he, to watch movies. He's like, "Oh, we're having a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. Come on over." And the little kid goes, he, "He's like, yeah, we're gonna watch all of them." And the kid goes, "Yeah, even the shitty ones." And yeah. the older brother like punches him and goes, "There are no shitty ones." Yeah, <laughs> that was quite funny. But yeah, there is there is something I want to discuss that <sighs> this would border on spoilers, though. Oh, you're saying you want to spoil a chain? Well, I'll tell you yes. what. I'm gonna say. Uh, I recommend this. Uh, I like it. I feel it is uh, worthy of being an Evil Dead movie. And how that saying that though, I think that the other movies are better than this. I oh, think. Yeah. Um, I would. Right. I, I would rank this one the last uh, on the list of Evil Dead films. But that being said, I love all the other Evil Dead movies. So it's yeah. like if one and two are like a nine or a ten. And then three is like an eight, and the remake is like a seven and a half, or maybe an eight for me. And then this one, I'd probably put it around a six. Do you know what? I would say exactly the same thing because I gave this movie a six out of ten. Yeah, exact same, Shane. I think that's what, what? I put on my uh, IMDb. I'll have to check. I don't remember what I put. Yeah, on. I basically, I, I just basically said, gore was beautiful and it's watchable, but it's a six out of ten for me. Um, oh, I put <laughs> I put seven because I was arguing with Miles and Kevin last night. <laughs> oh, right, okay. But it's probably it's probably more like a six, though. When I yeah. think about it, but when it comes into spoilers, the one thing I want to mention is obviously Are you gonna make everybody stop listening now. Yes, nah. Um, no, it's essentially the scene with the neighbors when the mother has killed them all. And yes, oh my god, that one. Oof. Yeah, um, and that basically <laughs> they've all been resurrected as deadites. Yep, I thought that scene could have been so much better if they had those deadites doing something instead of laying on the floor. Yeah, that was kind of a missed opportunity. They, they could have really done was. a little bit more in it, it really was. They could have had them crawling around and like freaking the rest of everybody out, you know, they could have had done something with those but i felt it was weak and that they didn't do anything with them oh while we're on spoilers shane um just uh i feel like it, it it behooves us to let everyone know that there is a cat in this movie but we don't see the cat but Much. we don't see the cat die so i am no. assuming the cat lives <laughs> well let's hope the cat lives of course it does it's also it, as well it, it, it looked exactly like Jonesy in uh, in Aliens. Yeah, a bit a bit fluffier. Yeah, but yeah. So, so there, there, in, in this movie, um, not only homaging like a lot of the Evil Dead stuff. Like, there's you could pick up other stuff from other movies. Obviously, there's one scene that is a shining scene. Yeah, 
straight out of the shining and it's done very well um i thought that was kind of cool and sort of makes sense for how they get out of what they get caught into yeah the scene in the lift i thought was quite cool yep and um you know there's there's some good stuff in this um but like i said i liked it i'm gonna say it's probably the worst evil dead which still, in my opinion, makes Evil Dead the most consistent and best horror franchise. Because I don't think there are any bad ones. But that's just me. Yeah, that's just you. So, yeah, that's what I got. I don't know. Go yeah. watch it right now. Yeah, you could go and watch it. It's worth it watching. It is enjoyable. Although, by the time this podcast airs, um, it may already be off the cinemas. Oh, um, this is going out very fast, Shane. Oh, okay. That surprises me, Ryan. (laughs) I know, it's a lie. (laughs) I was going to say, so long as we've got the backup recording as well as the normal recording going on. Good. I started recording that backup no more than a half hour after we started. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) I just didn't tell you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm quite sure of that. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty good. Let's wrap this up, Shane, because yeah. uh, if not, I'm going to have to start drinking my own pee because I really got to go. <laughs> oh, God. I just can't even imagine. It, was it hot? Did she like. I don't fucking know. Well, how do you not know the details? Didn't you ask these questions? No, I didn't. Did she make it like tea? She put it in a kettle. Oh, for fuck's Oh, good God. The smell. Oh, Ooh. my God. Boiling piss. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know there are, there's a certain turn of phrase in the UK. It was like, that person makes my piss boil. But just... <laughs> <ew>. <laughs> one lump or two. Oh, God. Oh, should that be one kidney stone or two? Jesus. All right. I'm going to go have a salty glass of water. <laughs> I'm going to lay on my sofa and not do much. Smart. I got to go to work. Oh, that sucks. On Sunday? Yeah, my day's off on Friday, Saturday, so. Oh. Uh, got to pay for that Peloton subscription somehow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, at least you'll get some use out of it, I hope. <clears throat> and be less fat than the rest of us, Mike. That could That's that should goal. be your goal. That's the goal. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. Unless you have any thoughts on Evil Dead or uh, or fetus horror. Mike, are you going to see the Evil Dead or no? Yeah, I'll see it eventually. I uh, I, I didn't have high hopes, but I'll, I'll check it out. It's You know what? Neither did I because I did not like that first trailer. Yeah, I and I, I thought it looked like shit. It was better than it looked. The tr- okay. first trailer reminded me straight up of Demons 2. Yeah. I Only without sing. the awesome soundtrack. Without the awesome soundtrack. Because <laughs> the soundtrack. Actually, I don't remember Demons, Demons 2's soundtrack. soundtrack Demons 2 has got some of the best fucking songs from the 80s on it. You got The Cult, you got Fields of the Nephilim, you got Bauhaus. Fucking oh, all kinds of really cool fucking 80s goth shit. Can't go wrong. So watch this and then watch Demons 2. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. 
All right, guys, let's wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on, and thanks for everybody for listening. And, uh, yeah, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, um, you can reach I us on forgot. Gmail. You forgot what? You almost forgot. It sounded I like you were just going to end it. I, you know, I, <laughs> I was going to end it. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, am I supposed to read this shit again? <laughs> I got to start putting this at the bottom of my notes. It's always at the top, and I got to scroll up. So you can reach the podcast on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I am on Instagram, all you need Ryan, and on Twitter, at Ryan Tutelo. Um, You can feel free to send me a message and I won't respond or I'll forget. <laughs> oh, we never respond until about six months later. So if you, no. expect, if you expect a response from Ryan, you're better off to actually message the group on Facebook Listen, or message Mike on Instagram. Because basically, there's a chance that they will get read. Emails, I will absolutely respond to. Those I get, and I, I respond back. I'm really good at that. Instagram, I am fucking horrible, man. People will send me shit, and I'll see it, and I'm just like, I'm not opening Instagram. Yeah, I'm the same way with Instagram. I never check my messages. <laughs> so I'm horrible on that. Oh, you can always but, uh, message me on Instagram, you know. Then how yeah. would they do that, Shane? Yeah, you can message me on Instagram at robogeng 74 but only if you follow me, you have to, if I see a request by someone and I don't know you, there's a chance I may not reply. So that whole thing is. No, so that's I'll a lie. Is. Recently, <laughs> I've been getting, I have been getting so many fucking spam bots messaging me on Instagram. What I if there's a know. woman who really wants to fuck you and you just avoid it because you think it's or spam? Or a guy. Or a guy. The fact of the matter is, I never get messages like that, ever. Ever. You um, don't have any local singles in your area? No. They're all taken Well, up. the they're king. All, Got the king the, now. Right. He lives yeah. there. That's true. All the virgins have gone. There are no virgins left in Norwich. They're all now gone. that you took, care, you took care of that, huh? No, not me. That'd be fucking... <laughs> no, that wasn't me. I was not uh, well, I could be reached on the Instagram. All you need is blood podcast. Um, I'm on Facebook and such. You can Excellent. basically find us all on the All You Need Is Blood podcast group, but don't expect Ryan or Mike to reply to many messages. No, that's I, I respond to many things all the time. But not, not Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. It's, Oh, definitely not Twitter. No. Yeah, Someone no. just hacked my Twitter. I had to change my password. You have Twitter? I only have one post on it from like oh. 10 years ago. <laughs> I posted a picture of two dogs that dressed up like uh, like Pulp Fiction characters. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, God. We're so old. No, that's the kind of quality content I'm looking for. That's the point. Pulp Fiction's 30 years old next year. My God. All right, fellas. I'm going to get out of here because I got to pee real bad. Actually, my teeth are floating. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this. <laughs> no one's going to listen. I met a guy yesterday at, at the bar. He was friends with Miles. And Miles is like, oh, I, we're, we're talking about horror movies because why wouldn't we be? And... um. 
um, I was like, oh, you got to talk to my friend. You know, he he has his own podcast. And the guy's like, oh, what is it? I'll listen to it. I'm no, like, no, no, don't, don't listen to it. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> the thing is, Ryan, you see, you're doing you're doing us wrong there because you could turn around and say, yeah, listen to us, and then you could make them let them make their own decision by them saying, oh my god, I will never listen to this podcast again because that British yeah. guy is really fucking disgusting. It's like a fucking, as soon as the bait came, Shane floated the bait down there. Oh, she drinks her own piss and what? just like latched onto it. And I can't let go now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your fault for derailing us. All right. Hey, that's it. I'm ending it. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. And I'm just going to say bye for now. Ladies. You bastards. oh my god i actually have to piss i'm gonna go take a nap before work so smart i was trying to take a nap before this and like i started to doze off and was like oh my god i have to record a podcast i better get up (laughs) (laughs) all right guys i'll talk to you later i see you Uh, 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 uh,